0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Coming up, discovering Jesus' heart for seekers, sinners, doubters, and the discouraged, and other people that perhaps could be just like us. That's later in the
1: show. Well, we're looking forward to that conversation with Jessica Thompson in just a little bit. But first, before we get there, i got a question for you this morning. Have your kids ever done something you weren't aware that they were doing that. Maybe they were even trying to be helpful or they're just, uh, you know, walking around the house, pushing buttons, doing something. And a little bit later you realize, oh, oh no. Oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> we, we've we've got a problem on uh-huh. our hands right now. Uh, love to know your kid's story related to that. 800-555-7898. It's 800-555-7898. Saw a picture on Facebook just a little bit earlier this morning of a minivan Uh that was covered inside in snow. The floors, the car seats for the kids, just everything had like a couple inches of snow on it inside this minivan. You think, how how do you do that? Well, apparently that kind of thing happens a fair amount because if you were to Google minivans filled with snow, there's lots of stories and images and whatever. But this particular one was a case of the kid inside the house who found mom or dad's keychain.
2: Oh, wow. And
1: there's a fob on that keychain.
2: And there's buttons on and the fob. And there's buttons on the fob,
1: <laughs> right? So they're pushing the little buttons like any kid would. Sure. And they open the side door of the minivan, oh. and it's wide open as a snowstorm goes through Colorado Wow! And fills up the inside of that minivan.
2: Oh, I can even, like, I saw the picture and went, huh, how'd that happen? Right. Then you told me about the fob and I'm like, oh, the stories start flooding into my brain about things kids have done, and you wonder. I mean, how old was the kid? Maybe have not even known they were doing what they were doing.
1: Yeah, I'm picturing like a two year old, but I could also, I mean, knowing my kids, remembering what I was like as a kid, I could see me being 11, and like, (laughs) hey, there's a button to push, (laughs) and pushing that.
2: From the stories that you have mentioned in the rather brief time I've known you, uh, you kind of remind me, by description, at your own hand, of Dennis the Menace. Did you see the movie Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau?
1: um, I don't think I actually saw the movie, no. I mean, I remember the trailers and and whatever that being a thing, but I don't think I actually saw it.
2: You need to see this movie. Yeah. We laughed hysterically. Now, maybe it's just my humor, but we laughed so hard at that movie because of i mean truly in a lot of ways it's just the mischievousness and the curiosity of a kid that comes out in this in this program but it's always a button if there was a button he just didn't he couldn't control himself and that reminds me of the stories that you've shared
1: yeah i mean i think my friends and i we tended to get into just mischief no, none of us really had that super rebellious bone in our body. No, like, no, no. No, we right. got to do this. Just it, but curiosity. it was just like, yeah. Hey, I what does this button do? I wonder what would happen if we did this. <laughs> what you does know? this button do? I wonder if this would hurt. I wonder if that, you know. Oh, just, uh, but that kind would of a stuff. button
2: not intrigue you? Like oh, if absolutely. I push this button, what would happen?
1: Yeah. Oh, of course it would. Uh huh. Yeah. And <laughs> what I find amusing is my kids are so much better than me about that About because I know how I am wired and how the temptation i have to, to push that button yes when like they come and visit me at the radio station here i'm like okay oh, yeah yes. you guys can go and you can look at it but do not touch that button and they do so much better than i did at that age i
2: that yes I, I, more stories the more we talk about this the more kids stories come to mind so what about you do you have a kid story something That one of your kids, somebody you know, has done. Maybe it was inadvertent. Maybe it was curiosity. Maybe it was trying to help. I have a couple of those stories as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's one in particular that comes to mind when baby girl was about two. She was trying three, maybe she was trying to help her daddy.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you that story. Okay. Yeah,
2: coming up. 800-555-7898 to tell your story. A kid trying to help or inadvertently doing something that caused a cleanup. 800-555-7898. It is Dawn and Steve in the morning. Moody Radio.
0: It's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning. What kid story do you have for us? Is there something we talked about, a car being filled with snow? Is there a story you have for us? 800-555-7898.
2: Yeah. I I mean, a kid gets a hold of the key fob, playing with the buttons, probably innocently enough, leaves both sides of the minivan open. The snowstorm runs through, and there you have it. There you have it. Wow. That's huge.
1: All right, Briggs, you asked the question, so I'm going to turn that back on you. You got a kid's story?
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, my parents, we were camping, they said, don't touch that gas lamp. It's hot. And me being a young boy decided, oh, I don't believe you. I'm going to test it. Because I thought it was one of those ones where there's a, a, a top to it. It's not just an open flame. I was like, I just want to see, is it really that hot? Surely this bit's not hot. Put my hand flat on it and burnt the hole inside of my hand. Ooh. It was a quick reaction. My hand was pulled back. But I was like, yeah, that... They would tell the truth. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Turns out, I, you know what I tell my kids oftentimes when I'm telling them, you know, don't do something. They're like, but I said, listen, I lay awake at night and I think of ways to ruin your life. This is one of them. So, you know, just work with me here. And then they're like, oh, OK, because it's not my job. I'm not trying to ruin your life. I'm just trying to keep you safe. That yeah. would be one of those moments, Briggs. Mm. Yeah. 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 What about the Hiller kids or or Steve Hiller? Any any kid story you have where they were helping maybe or
0: playing?
1: It, you know, I, I have to admit, my kids are far Perfect. better kids than I deserve. <laughs> I mean, there, there have been times where there's helping and there's, you know, a little extra mess that needs to be cleaned up, things along those lines. Um, but yeah, for the most part, no. Wow, I, I'm I'm sh- I'm really shocked. Like I said, I have far better kids than what I deserve. Now, Susie may be like, oh yeah, I didn't tell you what happened the other day. Sure. <laughs> but, um, so she she probably sees more of that than I do. But yeah, probably most of mine that I can think of were just kind of my foolishness things when I was a kid.
2: So no, smearing the baby sister with peanut butter or saying and I didn't do it, nothing like that.
1: I I mean, one of the things that uh, have you ever cleaned out the inside of a pumpkin? Sure. With your bare hands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know how nasty that yeah. is, and how great, yeah. I remember uh, my sister and I carving pumpkins one time, and she's got her hands full of all the goop and whatever, and saying something, and I, I can't even remember what the disease was, but I'm like, hey, did you know that if your hand is bigger than X Y Z thing, oh, you have no, this you disease, uh-huh. right? And so she's like, really, yeah, I'm like put your hands out, let's we'll see if you have it. And so of course, the moment she does, push the back of her hand. Yep. She got pumpkin goop So just, I mean, I did little things like that Yeah, no, 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 no
2: That's not minivan snowstorm in the minivan That's just being a punk big brother
1: Oh yeah, I I remember, you know, doing stuff to friends' cars and things like that But, you know, most of that stuff was intentional
2: (laughs) Mm, Like Kathy, you in Nashville this morning said that growing up in Minnesota You and your twin, you buried a friend's car with snow (laughs) And a friend couldn't find the car <laughs> oh, what a mystery! I do that sometimes in the parking lot. I leave the store and I go out in the parking lot and go, "Huh, where'd I put my car?" That's why I try to park in the same place in the yeah. parking lot all the time. <laughs> uh, so my my the first thing that came to mind was when Hannah, that's our baby, A little bit, was two to three years old, and she was outside with Ben, and she was trying to help him wash the car. Yeah, but she was washing it with rocks oh no oh yes she was so right there on the minivan side door and there was only one this van had one door side door and there were these little scratches and she's been of course what are you doing what are you doing i'm just helping you daddy wash the car because she was so little yeah yeah that that was a good that's a memory mm-hmm.
1: I, I bet it was <laughs> How often do you guys get to remind her of that?
2: Oh you know she. she, Tell me a story about me. Okay, you remember when you watched the Car with Rocks? rocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's in there. (laughs) You also mentioned uh, the kids and buttons of the radio station. So our firstborn. If you would have asked me when she was little, she was perfect. She did. She was such an obedient kid, and she's just that that girl. And so when we were in the radio station one day, I was just thinking, well, she won't touch anything because she knows not to. Do you know that she found the one toggle switch with the master control is right at eye level for her? So it was under the counter. Yeah, and she flicks that thing down, and the whole station—the
1: entire thing—goes off the air.
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that parent fail. I should have said, "Don't touch anything." I just—I don't know. I was a young mom. I didn't know. I thought she was a good kid because I had parenting skills, mad parenting <laughs> skills. Yeah. And then we had our second child and I learned I knew nothing about parenting.
1: It's funny how God seems to do that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, you think you got this wired? Watch this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have a story, kid's story, love to hear that this morning, 800-555-7898. You can call or text in 800-555-7898 or leave a comment on the Facebook page, Don
0: and Steve in the Morning. I have a question for you. Have you subscribed yet, Steve? Jump on over to youtube.com at Dawn and Steve for some great interviews with Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Have you? I have. Me too. I am one of the subscribers
1: to our YouTube channel. Yep. And if you're not, you could be. You can find us when you're uh, on YouTube, just add Don and Steve or put in our names, and we'll pop up for you there. Hey, talk a little bit about... um, Funny stories, uh-huh. things that kids have done. And thank you for texting in your stories this morning. Miles, um, I, I think you and I would have been friends growing up. This is like something I probably <laughs> would have done <laughs> as well.
2: This does sound like you.
1: You said uh, you and your friend, when you were in, well, first or second grade, you were at a construction site. You happened to start up a piece or two of uh, heavy equipment oh, there and took off oh, running.
2: Oh. Oh. See? Now,
1: I would have freaked out if yep. it had been in gear and started taking off, but just to turn it on, let the engine idle. I probably would have got a kick out of that. Yeah, at that age. Yeah.
2: So did Miles? Did you just like let the let the gas run out? I mean, I, I suppose those run on gas, right? I've never oh, yeah. operated heavy equipment. Yeah. yeah, so I'm sure those construction workers were very pleased the next morning when they got to the site. Now, I, Mary, your text reminds me of. Many of my Micah stories. Micah's our son. He's our middle kid. But yesterday your daughter was on a Zoom class and the professor thought the kids were asleep, but they were not. I'm I'm gonna apologize if you have a weak constitution ahead of time. But the baby messed the diaper and didn't want to wear it anymore. Oh so the professor <laughs> found I'm not sure if it's a guy or gal professor, but found (laughs) himself or herself having to deal with that in the middle of class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. mm. Uh, (laughs) Do I dare tell this story? I'm not sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I think he would. So when Micah was two, I think, and potty training, he um, during nap time, of course, you know how kids do. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to wear it. So he would take his diaper off and put it, because his sister and he shared a room at the time, and put it on her side. So <laughs> when I'd come in to get him up from his nap, not only did I have to clean him, I had to clean the room because he had, yeah, That yeah. Was, those were not fun days. No. I was like, dude, what are you doing? But he, you know, he was making progress. I will guess I'll put it that way because he didn't want to wear it. But instead of just going in the potty, yep. it was like, I'll just do this and then put it on my sister's side of the room. Thank you, son. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, I'm sure uh, he loves the fact he's that you just told that now, story. By the way. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, a, not a problem anymore. That's good. <laughs> um, Mark, appreciate your text this morning from the Chicago area. He said one of your uh, funny, most embarrassing moments with your son, he was two at the time, he's a lot older than that now, grown now, but you guys went to Big Kmart and you were at the cashier to pay the lady, and you all of a sudden start looking for your son. And he is trying, like, in the best Mission Impossible, I even have, like, Tom Cruise Uh, and the music running through Mm -hmm. my head right now, Uh, like, best Mission Mission Impossible, he is trying to open that little safe at the time, and Uh. the lady cashier, um, thankfully, was laughing and said everything was okay, but uh, he said, young parent mistake, not watching your kids super closely there.
2: Yep, yep. (laughs) Oh, I totally get it and And sometimes, like you said, Mark, those become funny stories later, yep, but in the moment, yeah, not so much,
1: oh, mm. update on your oh. story about the diaper, yes, yeah. apparently furniture, oh, yeah. rug and walls. I
2: feel that were professor's all involved pain in that I do. I feel the professor's pain. And you know, I mean, it's a good way to have to scrub the room, but yet no, no that's that's twenty years later, looking back, <laughs> oh, yeah, good. I got to click no yeah. mm.
1: I wonder how long, how long does it take for a story like that? When it happens to you?
2: Yeah. It's funny
1: for for everybody else right away, but when it happens for you, how long does it take before you can laugh at that story?
2: I'd say there's a lot of layers to that answer. Yeah, You know, (laughs) uh, yeah, context, the the kid, the year, the frustration level during those years. It's there's, yeah, there's a big answer to that. I'm a, I think.
1: Uh, I think you're right. If you got a kid's story, feel free to call or text this morning, 800 555 7898. We got room for more. So Matthew West is singing about the title of that song. See what he did right there? I'm just messing with you right now. You look confused. <laughs> what? <laughs> coffee? If you got a kid story, 800 555 7898. I just it heard you say Connor Steve. We can get more of that too. <laughs> Thanks
0: for listening this morning. She brings the sparkle. He brings the chill. It's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio.
2: We are so looking forward to this conversation. Jessica Thompson. It's a book called He Loved Them. Discovering Jesus' Heart for Seekers, Sinners, Doubters, Discouraged. Any of that apply to you ever? Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> before Jesus had a relationship with him. Maybe even now that you know him, you know that you still are struggling with identity when it comes to sinners and doubters and discouragement and seekers. So Jessica Thompson has dug into the word of God and is helping us answer some of these questions. You know, as you put this all together, Jessica, I know it kind of reflects your own journey and your own personal experience. Mm -hmm. And, And can you give us some of those examples of Christ's love for specific groups of people? Because we we tend to find our identity and description in one of those that we just shared.
3: Yeah, we do. It's interesting, right? I, I I got to spend time just going through the Gospels and looking at the way Jesus loves specific people. And one thing that it says in John 13, it says, um, having loved his own, he loved them till the end. And so what we know for a fact is that we are loved until the end. And if we th- talk about like, oh, for the seekers or the sinners or the doubters, I I Uh, Just honing in on that, the doubters, Um, Thomas, who, by the way, is the only one that has his sin attached to his name in the whole Bible, right? Doubting Thomas. Everybody else gets a pass, but Thomas, poor guy. Um, (laughs) Doubting Thomas, uh, he was someone who wasn't afraid to bring his doubts to Jesus. And I love this. I love that Thomas wasn't afraid to say, I don't know if it's true. And the and the beautiful thing about that is a lot of times we think, oh, if we doubt, Jesus won't accept us. If we doubt, if we have any doubts, somehow God is ashamed of us. But that's not how Jesus interacts with Thomas. What he says to Thomas is he comes to him right in the middle of his doubts. And he says, hey, touch my hands. Look at me put your hand in my side. He doesn't say to Thomas, God, get it together. You should have known like you were with me the whole time. Why is it all of a sudden, like now you doubt? No, he comes to him gently. He comes to him personally. And he says to him, Hey, I know this is where you're doubting. You need something physical. I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. So for us in our doubts, um, What we can know for certain is that um, our doubts isn't the point. Our faith isn't the point. The point is who our faith is in. And that's Jesus Christ who welcomes us, who um, comes to us in the middle of all of our junk and says to us, um, You're loved. And I am coming after you specifically, right where you are in the middle of your I don't believe it's true. I'm coming to you and I'm saying to you, look at my hands. Here I am. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to know that we're loved that way.
1: Yeah, it it really is. And Jessica, one of the, I I guess, people groups, if you will, one of the things I think sometimes we struggle with is I know God loves sinners because he Mm -hmm. died to save people. Mm -hmm. I know those who don't know him, his forgiveness is there to wash away their sin. But sometimes I think there are believers who say, I messed up so bad. Mm -hmm. How could God love me? I I know Mm -hmm. I get it. Those people did that stuff before they knew Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I screwed up really bad after I knew Jesus. Mm -hmm. How does he, and and I'm unworthy of his love anymore Mm -hmm. because I knew Mm -hmm. better. I'd love for you to talk to that, that person.
3: I mean, I mean, there's Thomas, right? That's who he was. He was with Jesus the whole time, but then you look at Peter I don't know why we don't call him denying Peter. It doesn't have the same ring to it. Right. But you look at Peter, who was with him every step along the way. Peter, who was like, um, "I will die for you." Um, and then, then we find him at the end of Jesus' life, in his his greatest time of need. Truly, Jesus' greatest time of need. Um, we find um, him standing at a at a fire, denying that he even knows Christ. And so. I would say that's a pretty big failure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the beautiful thing is um, after Jesus dies and rises from the dead, um, he's with the disciples and he specifically goes to Peter and he asks him, do you love me? Be just like, oh, you know, I love you, God, Jesus, you know, you know, everything, you know, all things. And Jesus asks him again, do you love me? Oh, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. Right. This goes back and forth. And just as he had denied Christ three times, Christ gives him the opportunity three times to tell him how much he loves him. And then he commissions him to go do his work. And so while we think, oh, we're not worthy, like I've screwed up so badly. Um, Surely Jesus can't use me. Surely he doesn't want to use me. And then we have this example of someone who denied three times and then um, three times was able to tell Jesus that he loved him. And Jesus tells him, go out and do the work. You're who I want. And the reason he wants us which is amazing. The reason he wants us is because we think, oh, all Jesus wants is like uh, the superstar Christians, the one who have it all together, the ones who don't fail. But um, the truth of the matter, all Jesus has is the failures, yeah. the doubters, yeah. <laughs> the deniers. And so, what he says is, um, even still, I want you. And so, for you guys today, for all of those who are listening, uh, in your doubts, in your denying, you're loved.
1: What a great reminder! As uh, unfortunately we have to wrap up our time together, Jessica Thompson with us. She's written a number of books, including "He Loved Them." It's about discovering Jesus' heart for the seekers, the sinners, doubters, the discouraged. As you just reminded us, people just like us, you and me, today. And so uh, I encourage you to you know connect with Jessica and this book. Links on our Facebook page. On Facebook, you're just looking for Don and Steve in the morning. And the great thing is. As we walk with Jesus, he makes us new creations. May take all of our lives, but he continues to work our whole lives.